Good evening, lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, Candy, and Creatives. It is Tuesday, and Tuesdays on CCC are for courting. We talk about the courtship, we recap, we have special guests, and we just have fun with it. The Courtship airs every Wednesday night on the USA Network. Be sure to check your local listings. You can also catch it the next day on demand on Peacock. If you have not seen the latest episode, there may be spoilers, so be sure to catch up on all the episodes before you come and listen. My two, that's right, two guests tonight are two stunning, charming, intelligent, funny gentlemen, and I'm really looking forward for you to learn a little bit more about them. This episode is brought to you by Be Unique Brevard, the Space Coast premier magazine. Go over to beunique.org, claim your free copy today. Now, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, cuddle up with your host pup, and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, it is Tuesday on CCC, and you know what that means. It is time to talk about the courtship. I am here with the notorious Mr. Staffa. Welcome. I'm so glad to talk to you. Before we jump into the courtship, I want you to kind of pump yourself up a little bit, let people know what you got going on, and then we'll dive into all of the scintillating tidbits. Absolutely, guys. Well, uh, like Pop was just saying, my name is Peter Safa, uh, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I'm currently in Miami, Florida, uh, my happy place. I finally relocated down here officially, and I'm focusing on uh, my online coaching business at the moment with uh, a lot of my clients um, with that type of thing. And so uh, I'm super excited to uh, jump back on the camera side of things and chat a little bit of Uh, Really quickly, online coach, do you mean like life coaching or like health and wellness or all of the above? Great question, Pop. Great question. So currently, um, as I'm focusing a lot on my online coaching business, is everything is online, everything is virtual, which I love because I was uh, an an in-person coach back in the day and I loved what, what I was doing with how I can, you know, help these people not only transform, you know, their, their body and their physique, but a lot goes up up here by, you know, the mental state. And that's just uh, so rewarding for me at the end of the day. And um, I, I was able to be mentored by a good uh, a buddy of mine that's, you know, doing the same coaching thing, but he's doing a different approach online virtually. And so recently over the past few months as I've gotten uh, more and more clientele online and I'm able to help a lot more people, I'm able to reach a lot more people and uh, business is going well. Well, that's great. Um, And online is also probably really good for that type of business, because like you said, you can reach people, you can reach them across the world. Exactly, exactly. And so that's the cool thing about it is I'm not um, targeted or I'm not stuck at one gym or at one place. And uh, I have my Facebook group and a community of the clients and all my fitness people that are troopers that are throwing in their progress photos and rallying the troops behind them. And it's, it, it's, it's super cool. And I love it. I'll jump on zoom on Tuesday nights and we'll have a little clubhouse, little fitness talk nice. uh, topic of choice and all that good stuff. So it's, it's, it's fun and I enjoy it. Well, I'll appreciate you sending me a link so I can uh, look into it more because I, I could will. Use all right. Well, don't we all? We every there's always room for improvement. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. But enough about you. Let's talk about you on the courtship. Yes, I'm ready to talk about the courtship. <laughs> oh my God, you guys! As competitive as you are on this show, as you were on the show, um, 
People listening, I forgot to warn you, there could be spoilers. And when I get to talk to the suitors, you're going to know that perhaps they're no longer in the running or in the game. So if you've come this far and you're like, why is she talking to Peter? Well, now you know. So you can watch the show Wednesday night on USA, and you can also catch it on Peacock the next day. So by the time you're listening to this show, if you haven't seen the last episode, that's your fault, and I'm sorry for you. Anyways, going on, Mr. Safa. You have some pretty, pretty notable moments, shall we say, and people that are caught up on the show will know exactly what we're talking about. But take me into this. I don't know necessarily the, the logistics of it, um, but you guys didn't know that much going into it and you kind of discovered it as you went along. So did you find yourself at the beginning open to everything and then just kind of as time went on, you didn't feel a spark? So I went on the show to find love. I mean, that's exactly why I went on the show. Um, I've been I was been I've been single for a very long time. And uh, I feel like ultimately in life, it all comes down to timing. And I, I felt good with with my business and who I am as a person. And I've been single because it didn't work out. So this opportunity comes up to fall in love. So who wouldn't want to do that, right? So I'm like, I'm all in. This is this is going to be amazing. And so I didn't know anything going into it, honestly. I, I didn't even really know I was on the show until like I was basically like on the show pretty much. And so uh, I was going with an open mind and I was going uh, with intention to hopefully find my significant other, my better half, my red carpet trophy wife, like the everything that I'm trying to find in my person. And yeah, so I was going in open minded and um, I didn't know who the lady was. And so um, it was somewhat of a slow start, I want to say, because and then she came in and she killed it. She had a, she did a great job. I mean, she owns the room. I mean, obviously, everybody was just like, oh, my gosh, she's very, very beautiful. She's 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 very beautiful, girl. Absolutely. And she's going to be a perfect companion to whomever she chooses, honestly. And love is love. You know, not love is not love. Yes. But I mean, and some people might be angry or might be like, you know, have an attitude towards you but you were honest about your feelings or lack of feelings and you were I I tried to be as honest as I possibly could but I feel like the fans or the viewers that watch the show is they didn't see my honesty it was an interesting experience um but I was a little disappointed pup I'm not gonna lie to you I don't know um but it was it was a tough situation and I was honest as I possibly could um but I feel like the viewers didn't see the honesty. I feel like they saw uh, uh, someone else, you know, like a different Peter Saffa and who I was. And no regrets. I had a great time. Well, I would, I wish I fell in love. So that would have been a huge regret. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. In that episode, we see you talking with her bestie, Tessa, and perhaps the audience might have some some feelings about that. They might have some anger. They might feel some sort of way, but the perception is not always correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's always two sides of the story. And what I was going into the show is, I, I think I mentioned this to another suitor or someone there, but you know, I'm on, like, honesty is my best friend. You know, I was going in the show honest. I have nothing to hide. I, I've never, you know, like, it's just like, this is me. I'm excited to be here. I'm going to find my significant other. And, um, you know, this is me. I'm honest. Like, I've never lied in my whole life. I, I don't plan on, I don't see why I would start doing it now. And um, you just slowly throughout time, 
And, you know, I see Miss Tessa or Miss Query, and she's also a young lady. And, um, you know, I was trying to find the right balance between, you know, getting to know Miss Remy, but then I was also told that we need to get to know the court to impress the court. So I would be endorsed to go on a date with Miss Remy. So um, I was trying to find the, the perfect balance between impressing the court. So I'm trying to impress her so she would endorse me so I could actually go with Miss Remy. But yes, so I was trying to find the fine balance in the right line and that type of thing. Well, and to be fair, and we're not saying that there's any hookups or relationships, because we don't know nothing uh, between you and, and Miss Clary. But to be fair, sometimes the attraction does lie in a friend, for instance, to make this about me. No, to make this personal, a million years ago, when I first met my ex-husband, I went to a Christmas party with the intention of trying to get his friend's attention, right? And then my ex-husband asked me to dance and that was it. And it's kind of like, my intention was not to even talk to you. It was because I was interested in your friend and you know, shit happens. It really does. It does happen. It, it does happen. And ultimately, you know, at the end of the day is I just feel like it all comes down to your, who are you into? Who do you want to spend? You know, cause like my parents have been married for 27 years. My grandparents have been married for 52 years. My brother and his wife have been married for three years now. And so I see this as like, like I'm in, you know, like this is, this is happening, you know, where like you're going to meet my family for Christmas Eve, for Easter, like this, this, this is kind of a big deal. Right. And so that was my mindset. And I'm like, if I want to be spending the rest of my life, you know, with my wife that I love and she loves me, like she has to be into me and I have to be into her. It, it is what it is guys. It would not have served either of you to pretend that there was a connection if there wasn't. With me I and Miss Remy? Yeah. No, there, and I thought of that myself. But like I said just a second ago, is I'm like, there's no there's no need for that. You know, I'm, I'm not, this is me, I'm honest. You know, it, it didn't work out. And hopefully the next time it, it does work out. But it, I am, I'm still somewhat sad. You know, it's, it's, it's okay though. It, it didn't work out. You know, I mean, hopefully Miss um, Remy found you know, the right person, because if she, if she did, you know, it all, it was all worth it. You're right. You can't force something and we want the best for everybody involved. That, that includes you guys. And you know, it is what it is going from here. You said maybe next time, is this something that you'd be willing to try again? That's a great question. I would love there to be a, a next time. I would love to have a second chance. So I'm going to, in the meantime, I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to be proactive. And uh, like I said, it all comes down to timing. So if the timing's right, and if I feel good about it, just like I, I felt good about this past show, I'll be there. Drop me in first episode, bombshell, whatever you need, we'll show up and show out. So That's I right. would love, I would love to. Maybe next, the next show will be his courtship. We'll do a little switcheroo and we'll have a bunch of. <laughs> and then it's my, it's literally the switch courtship. And then like Tessa is going to be one of the, one of the <laughs> suitors or something. That would be hilarious. I would do it. I would be open-minded. I would love to do it. I think it'd be cool. I had a great uh, time with the production and everything was organized. It was a great, it was a great opportunity. No, I have nothing bad to say other than I didn't fall in love in that. So. Well, it's out there. I mean, you're a young guy and you're, you're a Midwest boy at heart. Yes. Born and raised St. Louis, Missouri represent. 
there's really nothing to do in St. Louis. I t- I'm like, you got the St. Louis Zoo. It's like the biggest zoo in the nation. And you got the Cardinals. Yeah, the arch. Well, you do have the arch. But once you've been there, done that, it's about <laughs> that's about it. You know, you like yeah. get in the elevator. And, um, but I'm much more happy in Florida. I love Florida. You know, the beach, the palm trees. I'm a Florida boy. I'm a beach boy. You know, it, it's, it's just my vibe. And yeah. so uh, and so, yeah, so I'm down here for now. And we'll see if I, if I might have to move to California for something else. I don't know. Or um, England. <laughs> or I was going to say England or uh, Seattle because she was from Seattle. And I told her that, hello, Seattle. Like, there's a song mm-hmm. that I wanted to go. But no, ah, it's like I said, <laughs> there's so much stuff that happened with Peter Saffa. That- well, I want you to know I am also in Florida. Achilles and Lewis and I have already discussed this. We're going to meet up and we're going to have like brunch or something. So just FYI. Okay. I would love to do that puppy. Let's go ahead and shout out your business. Where can people follow you online? Where can they find out more about online coaching? Tell me all about it. Absolutely guys. You can find me, uh, Peter Saffa on Instagram. Um, and then you can find me Peter Saffa Twitter. And then my coaching business, if you guys are trying to get fit once and for all this summer. It's a new year, new year's resolutions, new you, time is now, athleanbody.com. Tell them Peter Sincha will get you a courtship discount Ooh. and uh, I'll be your personal coach. So, yeah. uh, and then my YouTube is Savage School, but uh, that's it. All right, cool. And I can vouch that whatever you're doing, teaching the coaching for fitness, you're a good representative of it because quite often in the show you were shirtless. So I'm just saying that. Thank you. Tune in for that. I appreciate it. Um, You know, you got to do what others won't so you can have what others can't. And uh, I didn't see anybody else taking their shirt off. So I was like, I'm going to get what you guys can't get. So (laughs) (laughs) there you go. All right. Well, it's been an absolute honor talking to you. Please keep in touch. It's been my honor. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a blast and uh, hopefully we can be in touch. I'll do another one with you. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. We'll have to do a fitness themed one. Sold. Peter, have a wonderful night and best of luck in everything you do. I will. You're the best. Thank you, Pop. I'll chat with you guys later. Don't touch that dial, lovelies. This is a two-part episode, and the second interview is coming up right after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Be Unique Brevard, the Space Coast premier magazine. Go over to beunique.org. Claim your free copy today. With these interviews, each one is a little spicier than the one before and with no shade to Mr. Safa. This next guest puts the hut in Hatem. It is the backflipping Irishman himself, Dr. Tim Hatem. Hello, everybody. I am here on a Tuesday. It is CCC Tuesday nights. It's time for courting. That means we're going to talk about the courtship. My special, special guest tonight is Dr. Tim Hatem. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Listen, you guys, you should be jealous because this man, mm-mm-mm. but you know what? There's more to meet the eye, as pleasant as the eye meeting is. We're going to dive into the courtship in just a minute, but let's talk about you. Let's brag on you a little bit. You are an emergency room doctor in Ireland. That's that's an intense job. I don't. I worked in an, an emergency room uh, in the pharmacy side of it for years. Okay. Things that we see, just seeing 
yeah the I, craziness yeah. i can't yeah i can't imagine being up to my elbows in it so to speak so absolute kudos to you how have you oh, thank you very much how have you very been rewarding doing, so it is in the medical field for you how have you been doing with the pandemic and things like that in terms of the pandemic i'd say things have settled now we're sort of used to a i wouldn't say there's no COVID coming in but there's like a constant number of COVIDs. in general the majority of COVID positive patients you see will be in for an un-COVID related condition. Um, and that's why sort of the numbers will tell you that COVID positives are really high, but the majority of those aren't in for, you know, a COVID symptom, if you will. Um, so we sort of just got used to that. Um, over the pandemic, I'd say COVID was, it started off very, very scary. And then it became it became difficult as it did for everyone, I, I guess. That's good. I mean, we hate to use the word manageable, but it, it almost is that COVID has become more manageable than it was yeah. because so yeah. much that we didn't know about at the beginning. Wow. Well, kudos to you absolutely for going in every day and doing it. But you're a doctor. You're 27. I don't know if people realize you're mm -hmm. 27. You're a doctor. So you that means straight out, straight out of high school or straight out of secondary school for you, right? Boom. Yeah, I went to med school. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. But also you're you're learning how to fly, you're jumping out of planes, you're jumping off of wall bridges, you're doing parkour, you're you're incredibly fit. How I mean part of it is youth, but how are you finding the time and energy to do all of this and go on a on a reality dating show? <laughs> Well, thank you very much for those um, compliments, I suppose. But um, I think you just have to find the time. In terms of the dating show, there is a, the way work works here is you can take time out of your career progression to do, we call it, it's called locum work here, where in, in terms of you're, you're sort of a freelance doctor. So you're, you're filling in the shift in A&E in the emergency room that need filled, but you're not, it, they don't count towards your progression of becoming a, here we call it a consultant, but for you, I think in America, they'd call it becoming an attending. Yeah. So this year for me is, um, it's not necessarily counting towards that normal standard career progression, but it's, it allows me to work, but also allows me to take time off to do these other things that I want to do. Okay. Um, so it might just put off uh, becoming a consultant in the long run, but you're, you're still working as a doctor, still getting paid, which is yeah. important. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I'm Wow, that's pretty cool. If that's what you're, you know, willing to accept, go for it. Yeah, exactly. That that's the beauty of it, and it allows you to explore other fields of life. Mm -hmm. But also, you're still keeping a foot in the door in terms of you're still working, and I think it it just helps find it helps me find a balance and keeps me happy, you know. Or especially in the field of medicine, it can take over your whole world, and you can very quickly find yourself not, you know, being completely wrapped within it and not have anything else. Um, sure. so balance is key. And this is what I'm trying to trying to find in this year anyway. Absolutely. Balance is so important to, to a happy life. You're absolutely right. I mean, I worked in pharmacy for a long time and I got so burnt out, so burnt out to where I didn't even like people anymore, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It does that. You never want to reach that, that stage in your career where you don't like people, much less want to care for them. Oh, for sure. I, I remember when I was, because um, when you're in the, the, the full the full rota and, you know, you're doing crazy hours. And I, I really, genuinely, I enjoy my job and I enjoy helping people and I'm quite social and I like the social interaction of it all. 
But when you're burnt out, it, it, it takes that out of you. So then you're, you're going in the work and you're already exhausted and you, you just don't have the energy to see another case of the same situation. And slowly it will start to take that empathy that is so needed, especially in healthcare. And you find yourself not being the kind of doctor that you'd want to be um, on a good rest today. You know, now when I go in, granted, I still work a lot of hours, but it's different when it's when you have more choice to do mm-hmm. so when, when, when it's in my hands, if you will. Um, and, and I'm in and I'm, and I'm grateful to be there and to be to have the opportunity to help. Um, and it comes out in empathy and how you speak to the patients and how you deal with the situations. I think you can always tell if, you know, the person that's seeing to you doesn't want to be there. Um, that It comes across whether it's in the body language or in the tone. So it's, it, it has helped me having that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can definitely tell, you know, when they're giving you an IV. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry they called you in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's that's an amazing perspective to have, honestly. And it can just broad spectrum across your life. Because you're absolutely right. I mean, I got to the point where I was like, don't take your medicine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah it, it does that, especially if, if it's like, what's that analogy they say? You know, when you're on the plane and they say you need to put on your oxygen mask first before you can help someone else. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's the same here, you know, it's with healthcare or with your nurses or your doctors, you want them to be, they need to be okay and, and healthy and well rested so that they can provide the best care possible. Right. Um, so you take time off and you go to England to this beautiful castle. And first of all, the end of episode three, viewers, m- much less uh, Nicole and the other suitors, they were gooped, they were gagged, they were shocked, they were gobsmacked to see you and Mr. Judge come a strolling in. They were like, Whoa. <laughs> And it was like, twist. And it was fantastic to see. But I was like, what are we going to, where are we going? This is awesome. And I was already in my feelings because one of my favorites had um, taken the carriage home. And I was like, who are these assholes coming in, right? But the, <laughs> the very next episode, without spoiling it too much, and I always say, if you come to this show without having seen the episode, it's your fault if you hear anything you didn't want to mm. hear, you know, if you get a spoiler. So yeah, episode- fair enough. We have the little country fair with the kissing booth. Yeah. There was somebody, I'm not sure who it was, but he decided to do some backflips and sneak some kisses. Much (laughs) much to the chagrin of the other suit who felt like we've been here this whole time begging almost for kisses or begging for time. Chucklehead's gonna come and do some some backflip. And then in their eyes, monopolize a little bit of the kissing time. But you know what? You have to come in height because you're catching up. You and Mr. Yeah, Judge. Exactly. Exactly. We're catching up. And there's a lot of guys. So you you have to stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quite energetic and full of energy. And it's a bit, I don't know, that the game of whatever we were doing, I, even if I was there with my friends, I probably would still be doing a backflip at some point. Even if, yeah. the, you know, if I wasn't on the show, but I, I saw an opportunity and I thought, you know, I missed the nail. What can I do? I still need to make this a win um, and try and get her attention. And so I just thought, OK, I'll, I'll backflip. Why not see mm-hmm. what that gets me? And it worked. Both. Yeah, it got <laughs> yeah. you some pushes. <laughs> it did. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, for people listening, the backflips and the smooches 
didn't seem to be enough. But you know what? This mm-hmm. is where it gets into it because the next episode, the one we just saw, it's decorum and it's um, class and it's manners. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, the parents take a little hiatus, take a little uh, yes, they do. away, a little holiday. And you guys are like, yes. And then you see another attractive gentleman and you're like, all of you are like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Who's this? And I said to uh, the brother, I said, you should have let them hang for a little bit. You should have let them think, is he a new suitor? Is he an ex? But they, I thought they, they just revealed it too quickly. But anyways, so mm-hmm. you have beautiful dinner with manners and we all know the interruption. We won't even talk about that. I am so irritated with that person right now because of it. And then we get to the ball. Oh, and you and you and Dom had a conversation. That's where I was going with this. I'm sorry. You and Dom. He asked about your five-year plan, your 10-year plan. Yes. And his concern was you didn't mention a a lady, much less his sister and your Mm -hmm. five-year plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. For me, you're 27 right? We're talking about when you're 32, 37, you're going to just be probably coming to that point in your life where you're thinking about it because you're established as a doctor, mm-hmm. you're a consultant mm-hmm. or ending. So I didn't feel it was fair for him to have that takeaway because you were coming from a place of absolute truth and honesty, your truth. Yeah. I think it affected her decision, but probably with more thought, it might not have if she saw what I was saying. Yeah, I'd have to say the way I was approaching that question was, um, for me, it's a given that I I want to have children and I want to have a family. And for me, that's a given in, in someone's 10-year life plan of my age. Now, I thought that was sort of pre-assumed with me being on the show. And I'm obviously there to find someone. I wouldn't have come out. But so when I was asked the question, I was approaching it from the terms of, oh, so no, this, I, I want to explain what will set, what sets me apart from everyone else. Obviously, it's a given I want to have a family and, and find someone in my 10-year life plan. It's so much a given that I, I just thought to, I go straight to what is it that will make me special. Because um, everyone's going to say, I want to have, a, you know, I'm looking to settle down, have a wife and kids. Yes, we all do. Like I assume that we all do, especially with, with the, where I'm from. Um, but what 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 makes me different is that I don't just want that. There's so much more to life that I want to have and like achieve. So that was one part of the question uh, why I went into in that approach. And I could see how the way you know in reflection or in hindsight how he sees it as oh he didn't mention someone. Um, I guess I suppose fair enough. Um, but there was I did have a conversation with. Uh, Miss Remy or Nicole on the dance floor but she did ask me and I sort of gave her this explanation I said no a family's a given I thought that you know when someone's like when you know when you're in an interview or when um if he's trying to separate you know find something special about me between the other boys is uh, we all we're all here looking for love or a wife or someone to settle down with obviously like that's why we're all here that's probably the only thing we all have in common because we're all here for Nicole so the difference is that no what makes me different is that there's all these things that I'm gonna I'm striving to achieve in life um but uh, I guess it wasn't evident enough because (laughs) clearly you know yeah I mean that's how I feel about it that's how I took it as well because it's kind of like that should have been self-evident I'm not telling you that my plan in five or 10 years is to have a wife and have children. That should be yeah. self. What I'm telling yeah. you is what I'm going to 
offer or what I'm going to provide to that wife and children. Exactly. Right? That's my point. That That's what I was answering. It, it was what, what it is that will, you know, that I will provide, you know, Nicole or whoever it is that I end up with. What, not that it's, it's, it really is such a given that in 10 years time, this in my head anyway, and maybe yeah. it's not such a given for, for everyone else. And that's probably where the, the misunderstanding came from. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. Well, as someone who for years had a unrequited crush on an emergency room doctor, I think that she's a little mm -hmm. bit crazy to have sent you home. Oh, thank you. You're just being sweet <laughs> now. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, you have to be, and this is something that's been just, it's across the board with everyone I've spoken to so far. Mm -hmm. You have to true to yourself you can't be there and it's kind of funny that I emphasize the honest you know part of it mm -hmm. because it's a reality television show it yeah. should already miss but there's so many course, sub, yeah. so many different layers of the honesty it's like people just expect it to be you know nonsense they they expect yeah. it to be overly um, dramatized but you guys every person I've spoken to has had the best of intentions when they went on the show. They've mm -hmm. had the best things to say about their experience on the show yeah. and the relationships that they've made with people on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For you, you didn't have the length of time that the other guys have, but have you kept in touch with, with some of them? Oh yeah. I'm in touch with a lot of the boys. Um, especially we have a, we have a group chat and, you know, since this, since leaving the show, it, since I mean the show started airing, we've all been in touch, and you know everyone's commenting and reacting to everything that's happening and as it as it unfolds. Um, and some of the boys definitely be friends for life. Even after the show, some of the boys flew out and met me. I'd, I'd gone to I flew to Greece. I went on a sailing trip, and then wow. I went to Barcelona after, and I had some of the boys meet me out. Um, so we continued that bonding, I suppose, if you will, after the show, um, and we've stayed in touch since. I think that's what people I would I would say people love to hear and hate to hear because I think there's a, a segment of the viewing population that wants to believe that you guys just hate each other <laughs> yeah I mean between some boys there aren't the most amicable terms I'll say yeah. that but for the majority of us we understand that you know it, it is what it was you know you were there you're put in a competitive situation mm -hmm. uh, it's you know, it's, it's hard. And what, what I will say as well is the other struggle for for me personally to, you know, open up or find romance is that that kind of environment where you're, for me personally, doesn't really induce a romantic mind. Being in a place where there's a lot of other guys and you're trying to compete for not just, you know, her attention, but for her time as well. And meanwhile, you because of the situation, you're, you're sort of forced to see someone that you're trying to induce a romance with also be extremely affectionate with other guys. Mm -hmm. Now, in, in normal situations, you say, say far removed from this kind of a show or this kind of a, a, an environment, that would be one of the, the, the turnoffs for me when, say, I'm in a party and there's a girl I like, or even if I see any person sort of... Um, making out or kissing another guy in my head that will automatically mean oh she's off the market right mm -hmm. I try and go there there's no point here you know that it's a no go do you know what I mean that's a taken person right but when you're on the show it's a bit strange because you, you obviously see that happen 
but at the same time you're supposed to be there to induce romance and i think this is why i became a lot i was sort of a little bit more removed than the other guys from this situation and i think you can it comes across in the show that i don't i'm not as what's the word all over nicola really yeah. i just i think i struggled to channel romance in that kind of an environment both because of you know it being so many guys there and we're trying to compete for time and it's just not a natural way to find romance i found for me right um, um the other you know the, the affection stuff it it definitely you could see how it bothered a lot of the guys on the show um we won't name <laughs> yeah we won't name them. i don't think it's crazy you know especially said people are do have very genuine feelings for nicole so it's it's it, what comes with that is if they really if someone cares for someone they'll obviously be annoyed seeing it and that mm. just i think that just proves show goes to show that some of the boys were very honest in what they were feeling and experiencing um exactly. but for me what what it, it didn't you know it didn't trigger jealousy or any negative emotions it just removed me further from roma right. if if that makes sense so because i wasn't already you know invested within her emotionally invested but what that did do is it just sort of prevented me from becoming emotionally invested because i'm seeing like oh so this is it this is the risk that i would take if i become emotionally invested uh, you know so it, hopefully that explains things for the viewers a little bit um absolutely i mean i am right there with you i don't like to think that i'm an excessively jealous person in general but mm. i'm the same I would It's either understandable, get, yeah. Either get upset seeing it, or I would lose interest. Yeah. You would, you would see my little fat ass walking off because I'd be, <laughs> oh, you want to kiss other girls? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's what it is. It was just it makes you lose interest. I'd say, um, and I don't want any way, shape, or form to point any negativity towards mm -hmm. Nicole. She's in a difficult situation. She is at the center of it all, and. I don't know how you would meant to be go about that. I have no, right. you know, how how would she go about that? She's trying to explore all these options and see if she can find romance with these people. Maybe that is what you need to do. I, I don't know, you know, not not well, situation. Yeah, and I think the basic concept of the show or the competition mm -hmm. gives her full um, permission. Right? It's like yeah. you can do this. I wouldn't think that like, and we're not okay. People listening, we're not saying that this happened. I'm saying in general, in this type of situation, I don't think there's a bunch of sex going on. I don't know. I wasn't there. But for a competition like this, where it's one lady trying to find out if any of these gentlemen are matches for her, absolutely. She's got to kiss. She's got to hold hands. There's something so, ugh, I don't know what the word is, but when you hold the hand of the right person, that just their touch, when their touch makes you feel like some sort of way. Yeah, you, yeah. So she has to do this with all these different gentlemen. It doesn't make mm -hmm. her negative. It doesn't make her anything. No. Yes. Yeah. Doing exactly what she is supposed to do for the course of the competition. Absolutely. I 100% respect her. I think she's got a hell of a job on her hands because every single one of you guys, well, I have a couple I don't like, but every single <laughs> one of you <laughs> something amazing that you bring to the table either it's your personality it's your kindness it's your heart it's you know it's your backflips it's you know <laughs> so she thought oh i don't envy her this at all and i know that it's already over but i don't i don't watching it it gives me a little bit of anxiety because i'm like girl how are you gonna <laughs> but on the other hand girl how are you gonna because yeah it's fun as well mm -hmm. i'm sure it's fun too. i think it's uh, more fun 
than it is for the gentleman. <laughs> oh, for sure, <laughs> without a doubt. But then, um, I, I do say as well, the glimpses that she gets into everyone, she doesn't really get a, a true and honest chance to get to know people because I think a big part of courting in general isn't just seeing them with, um, with one-on-one time. It's seeing them in a group setting, seeing them in different environments and different situations and how they react. And that's what I would use to sort of assess a personality as a whole and see them be kind towards others or not far removed from me and how they feel about me. Because someone can be great to their partner, but not nice to everyone else. And that would, that, that says a lot for me about the person I'm, you know, going to hopefully one day raise my children and the, the values that they will instill upon my children is that you should be nice to everyone or should you just be nice to the people you're interested in um, right kind of the thing so but she doesn't get that full opportunity to be honest because while the boys we get to know each other really well because we're together 24 7 and we're in the house together and you really get to know the boys quite like well because you're there all day every day and then the the moments or the glimpses where nicole comes and interacts with the group the whole dynamics change and suddenly I don't think like even watching the show the way a lot of the boys come across on the show or the way I think it's not a true representation of how they are because the moments in which the viewers had had insight into what was happening weren't the most naturally occurring moments if you will Um, and I think it's the same for Nicole as well because she doesn't really get to see boys be themselves. Now, see, here's where they went wrong. If I was her, I would have a hidden camera (laughs) and and you guys and be like, oh, really? But you're right because it's not always just how you treat, you know, uh, your family or your friends or your partner. Mm -hmm. It's how you treat the waiter at the restaurant. It's how you, you know, the doorman in your building, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. if you're an a-hole to the waiter, I'm going to be like, no, you... And you were saying, um, Nicole, she's only seeing, like you said, little snapshots. Like yeah. if I'm with a group of you guys and one of you is talking and this one rolls his eyes, I'm going to be like, you know, you just got a check mark or, and, and, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, an X. Yeah. 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 Because the way that you interact with other people is important to someone who's it's interested. Crucial. Yeah. Especially if you're looking to share a life with them. That's mm-hmm. going to be a huge raise- part of your yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want your children to look at the way you talk to a, a you know, your doorman mm-hmm. or waiter and be like, "Oh, that's how we treat exactly. people." That's learned behavior, exactly. Yeah, and um, so it's tough. I mean, it's, it's tough from that element to find love on this kind of an, in that kind of an environment. But uh, yeah, it's fun <laughs> but it, apparently it's possible because we're going to keep watching. Yeah, it's, it's possible. It is possible. I think you can find love in any situation. I should Definitely. hope so. I'll let you know when I find when I find it. <laughs> I'll let but, you know when I find it too, sure. Yeah, right. Well, I'm sure they're going to have about a thousand people following you after this, but. Uh, well, I mean. So just um, for curiosity's sake, when I come to Ireland, just like, should I just like break my wrist or, you know, twist my ankle? <laughs> <laughs> no, just go to the ankle, sure. There's a minor thing. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll hurt my pinky. Yeah, I just hate your pinky. I'm like, I need Dr. Tim. My pinky hurts. <laughs> but we went pretty deep for this episode of the the courtship on CCC. But you know what? That's that's what I love to do because we talk about there's so much more to the show than just the show. There's you guys and sure, their people yeah. and her parents and her besties. Yeah. And you guys are people and you have stories and you have lives. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. that we got. Yeah, and I just want to say for the viewers to also keep in mind for 
it wasn't as intense for me in terms of at least I've only flown across in England where I've I do have family in London and I'm familiar with England as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think it's tough for a lot of the other boys who'd flown across the way, all the mm-hmm. way to a new country or somewhere they've never been. And, you know, you don't have your phone. You don't even have a clock. You don't have your watches. You don't really know. And then day after day, time sort of changes relative to you. Like you think it's been a week. It's only been like two days. You think <laughs> it's been an hour, but actually it's been like 12. Everything's confusing. And while you're on the show, um almost everyone you're interacting with sort of brings the conversation back to how you are faring on the show and I think people become extra emotionally invested and it can trigger a lot of dramatic reactions as you you might have seen yeah <laughs> we may continue have... to see <laughs> that's right well you're right but, uh, because it was just you and Mr. Mumbray that were from yeah everybody UK, else... yeah yeah I mean, I think Mr. Kessler was from Canada, but everybody else was American, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just I want to say that just when to keep things in mind when you when people are forming opinions about the boys on the show or thinking someone's been too dramatic or too emotional or because they're outside a comfortable environment mm-hmm. and they are somewhere very strange in a very strange situation, competing amongst a lot of other boys, and obviously emotional variability is a factor to. That can happen to anyone. So just keep in mind, I suppose. Yeah. Right. I mean, stranger in a strange land because put Mm -hmm. take anybody and put them in a place they've never been before. And they're gonna maybe act a little off until they get used to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, so what do you have? I mean, obviously you have your career, but did you finish Mm -hmm. your pilot license training? Are you flying now? No, not yet. I think what I'm gonna do is the problem with it being in Ireland is every time I go for a lesson, they you have two issues. One is the weather and one is being off work. Mm-hmm. And when the weather and being off work correlate, are very, it's very far and few in between. So what ended up happening is every lesson I take, I have to spend half the lesson trying to remember what I learned on the last one. So mm-hmm. the new plan of action is I'm going to go, I'm going to fly to, it's either somewhere in Southern Europe or in Africa and do a, uh, they call it, it's, it's funny, they call it a crash course. Oh, where God. you spend two weeks <laughs> and you do all the lessons back to back in somewhere mm-hmm. sunny, good weather, um, instead of dragging over the pilot license over months. Okay. That's the next plan. Well, there you go. There you go. So tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. They can find you if you want them to. <laughs> uh, you can find me on um, Instagram and TikTok at uh, Tees Pursuit. So that's T-E-E-S and then Pursuit. And Facebook, I have a Facebook page called Dr. Tim Hatton. And other than that, uh, oh, I am on Twitter, yeah. Oh, it's Timmy Hatton. Timmy? Yeah, yeah, Timmy, T-I-M-M-Y Hatton. I was nicknamed Timmy for a long time. When I first made the Twitter account, I was still Timmy, yeah. No, bro. At T's Pursuit on Instagram. I think that's the best place for everybody to follow you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It I hope- has, and thank you very much for taking the time and oh my god, being so pleasant to speak to. You know, I'm a nice person, but I would love if we can um, set up a time to talk about the other stuff that we were talking about because I think that's a really important conversation to have about healthcare. Mm, and- definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, sure. Just best of luck to you and everything. And it's been it's been fun. And I'm sorry that you uh-huh. only time on the show but that's okay sure you'll be all right yeah no it was grand i think it was time to leave the way things were going yeah if you will so yeah and you left on on a good foot 
what did they say? You left on a good foot. You left on a good, good note. Good yeah, good note. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, where there weren't any hard feelings and nobody was pissed off. So. No, yeah, that's true. Best yes. way to do it. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good night. You too. You too. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this creative conversation. Be sure to follow me on social media. I am Pup Duffy basically everywhere. You can follow the show on Facebook. It's Coffee, Candy, and Creatives. Head over to beunique.org. Like, follow, and support my beautiful humans over there. Be sure to check out my sponsor. And for your own sponsorship or interview opportunities, please email me at pup4ccc at gmail.com. If you like the music you're hearing, head on over to raleighkeegan.com and do yourself a favor and buy this album. You can download it or you can have a physical CD. You can also keep up to date on tour dates and future releases. As always, take care of each other, love each other, watch each other's back, and I'll see you next time.